Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Cayman, your fanatic. How's it going? It's going. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm um, doing pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'm doing pretty good, too. I went to Costco today and I got Ooh. a few things and um, I've just been like kind of hanging out for uh, for today. Yeah. What you've been up same. to? I, today has been a very, a very lazy day. Uh, Elaine and I went to a graduation party last night and we didn't get home till like four o'clock in the morning. So oh my we, God. we slept in quite a bit. <laughs> I believe it. What time did you guys wake up from being out till four? Um, Probably around uh 11ish for me and then maybe oh, like bad. maybe like 12:31 for Elena. That's not bad at all. Oh, like 7 hours and maybe 9 hours of sleep. Yeah. Hell yeah. Was it a good time though? It was. It was. It was a lot of people. Like But yeah, whose graduation was it? Was it multiple people's or was it one person? Two people, but most of the people there weren't even friends with either of the like graduating people. Wait, what? <laughs> Did they say so, they could bring other people or did it just kind of happen? I mean, yeah, no, because okay. it was at. So the two people that were graduating um, were Astrid and Casey. Right. But the party was at their friend Mario's house. And so a lot of the people that came were Mario's friends, not <laughs> Astrid and Casey's friends. That's kind of weird, but OK. Yeah, I saw some snaps. It looked like you guys had a lot of fun. So that's good. Big dubs for fun times. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah, well, but what, what, uh, what's what uh, Astra's plan after, after uh, she, this? Uh, she's already been accepted. She's going to Louisiana. Oh, and boy. And I don't know what Casey is doing, but I don't talk to Casey as much as I talk to Astrid. So. Right, right, right. Very good. Well, besides all these fun things that we usually talk about, <clears throat> what movie are we reviewing today? Today, I'm going to go on <sighs> and then... I'm going to let everyone know that we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> 3. Volume 3. Uh, written and directed by James Gunn, stars all of the Guardians and, uh, you know, some some new faces. But yeah, um, yeah I guess uh, we'll go through box office real quick. The budget was estimated to be about $250 million, So, I mean... Oh. That's a lot. I, I expected for a Marvel movie like this, but very true. Um, and obviously, it's still in theaters, so we don't have final numbers yet. But it looks like so far, uh, it's made about two hundred and thirteen million in the U.S. and Canada, and about four hundred and seventy-five million worldwide. Mm, okay, so not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. And I, it, I am pretty sure it's it's gonna come out or it's gonna stay out in theaters for a while. A while. Or, yeah yeah how many days ago or how many weeks ago did it come out do you know uh released on may 5th so it's been out not even two weeks yet yeah yeah it's gonna be there for a bit yeah a lot of people are talking about it too so it'll get people in the theaters i'm sure yeah so what did you think about volume three i thought this was a fantastic movie um if i would rate it out of 10 i'd probably say nine out of ten damn all right yeah it was up there for me i i enjoyed the what you might call it i enjoyed the storyline that they put out okay um i liked the flashbacks that they had and i 
I really enjoyed like the 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 heart wrenching emotions that they put into this movie. It was it was a very wide scale from like depression to happiness to uh like being scared and and basically uh like loss. Yeah. It was it was very very cool. It was uh definitely I think um it it was start to finish it definitely felt like it was more i guess character focused than absolutely yeah. plot focused like it obviously it had a plot and we'll we'll talk about that more later but mm-hmm. um i think especially out of the three guardians films uh this one um it, the the actual story doesn't really matter that much that's true yeah i mean it, it helped the the character development in the in the movie yeah. but yeah it doesn't matter too too much you're right so what did you think of it um i think it was it was pretty good i don't know if i like it as much as everyone else seems to like it and hmm. i don't know if maybe some of that is i'm gonna like wait a bit and see because sometimes people's opinions cool down after because it just came out and i feel like a lot of times when a movie just comes out everyone's like oh my gosh this is the best movie ever but i have seen a lot of reviews of people saying like this is their favorite out of the three guardians movies and i just it's not for me but it's really? not a bad movie i just i don't know i feel like I, I probably would still say i like the first one more interesting what about the first one do you think it had on top of volume three um i don't know it just felt is it just nostalgia um, yeah i don't know i just this one um it felt to me a little kind of baity in a way baity yeah what are they trying to bait like human emotion yeah Mm, interesting like it feels like they and i i'm not like i'm not dogging on anyone for having an emotional reaction to this movie but i feel like all of the emotional moments um i don't know they just like didn't feel as genuine as i wanted them to but i also maybe i'm just like a cold-hearted bitch so (laughs) i mean did you cry during the movie i did a couple times yeah 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 it's interesting um, that you say that. I don't. I bet I, don't I would bet that the s- times that I cry are are not the ones that you think that I cried at, though. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll have to go over those. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't really think. I mean, maybe with certain parts here and there, it was quite baity. But I I kind of felt that it was coming. But I think some of the heart wrenching moments were the ones that I just didn't expect that were coming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I can tell you this, like I was, I, I obviously watched this in theaters and. Oh yeah. How was your theater so, experience? So many people around me were crying during this oh, movie, like the whole time. Um, movie experience was great. I think the sound design that they had was pretty, pretty solid for this movie. Yeah. Um, it, it did feel like immersive, I would say. Um, the filming I feel like was good. I the CGI was also pretty good. I, I didn't have any issues with anything that I saw, honestly. Yeah, and I and I had like both seats next to me free in the theater, nice. so even more of a W. The the seat I was in was a like a little a little old. Like you could tell some of the like some of the material was peeling off. <laughs> oh, uh, so that was a little gross. But other than that, everything was fine. That's good. Was it one of those that you could eat in or no? Yeah, we the theater we go to is is we always go to the same one. Well, not always, but like ninety nine percent of the time we go to the same one and. They have like a full menu there. So are, are you one like, of the people that have like the subscription? No. Oh, no. Okay. 
I'm just wondering because like AMC offers like the subscription thing and it's like, oh, yeah? I don't know how much it is, but you can see like two to three movies a week for free. I'm like, damn, what the hell? That's insane. Yeah. Now the theater we go to, they have a like a membership thing, but it's like way it's like you need like a thousand points to um a thousand points to see a free movie. And I think it's like two points for every dollar you spend. <laughs> So I'd have to spend five hundred dollars to add up to a movie. Not fucking no, that's terrible. Those may not be exact numbers, but it's like it it's that level of ridiculous. Gosh. Okay, it makes sense that you don't have one then. No thanks. Uh but it's also so there because there's theaters that um like uh I guess Studio Movie Grill is like the classic one, but those mm-hmm. are, there's theaters like that where you know they have like the little button on like each seat has a table and you like order while you're sitting in the theater and then they like bring the food to you while you're watching kind of thing right right but ours is like not like that it's like a normal theater but just like when you go to the concession stands instead of just like popcorn and hot dogs you can get like a pizza or some chicken tenders or like tacos or things like that oh so you do have to get out of your seat for it yeah so we just like we just get all our food in the beginning and then just like Mm. you just have to get there early enough to get food and then take it into the theater does it last the whole time you think (laughs) i mean no i i'm a fast eater i finish my food in like the first 10 (laughs) 15 minutes yeah and then wouldn't you want something else like a like a smoothie or a shake or something like that no all right yeah i know i i usually don't get food at all when i go to theaters just because i look at it and i'm like ten dollars and fifty cents for a popcorn and then i think i'm like damn that's a whole chipotle bowl and then i just don't get it <laughs> yeah that's why i don't i don't get like popcorn food like that but i'll get like last mm-hmm. time i got um i got some some chicken tenders and french fries and they have amazing french fries there um and then the time before that i got a panini which was amazing i mean are, are they overpriced or is it pretty pretty level i mean it's like getting food at like an like a normal restaurant oh, okay that's not too bad then it's the experience yeah well good uh, but i definitely i definitely prefer that over like having the staff go in and out of the theater while it's happening mm, i can see that yeah because like they point, try to be have... secretive but it doesn't always work yeah at one point it's not going to be staff anymore each seat is going to have like a a thing where the food can be brought to you from underground like a little conveyor belt cool. yeah that'd be dope that would be kind of cool i feel like it'd be really noisy though they'd have to figure out how to nah you can make it quiet what doesn't have to be loud well with any amount of noise even if it's like not super loud yeah i feel like it could be distracting yeah 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 i get it okay well now that we got our um thoughts out of the way shall we go into um the box thing ring i believe we shall think i went first yeah last you did time? you did you did okay and it is me this time let me write that out oops sorry it's hard to type because i have my cat on my lap that's all right it's not an excuse i swear <laughs> okay well um damn this is a hard one just it because really like, i don't like there's just so much but it's like yeah, i don't know what do you think they're gonna harp on you know <laughs> no. um the avengers have to spring back into action to launch an emergency mission to save their friend rocket who was injured when a mad scientist wanted his brain i might be giving away too much but that's okay spoilers (laughs) yeah sorry i don't know all right your turn um also you said avengers (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> it happens. You know um, what I mean? Uh, the Guardians. Scratch Avengers, uh, put in Guardians. The uh, I'm gonna say the the Guardians um uh, are have to traverse the galaxy to um to to defend um to defend one of their friends i don't know this is a really difficult one yeah it was it was hard that's why i put too much spoiler in it i think all right well let's let's hear the real deal peter quill still reeling from the loss of gamora must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own a mission that if not completed successfully could quite possibly lead to the end of the guardians as we know them damn that was really bad hmm. i don't know that could that could apply to any of the movies i mean yeah <laughs> well what? i mean that except so for the basic. like reeling from the loss of gamora thing that's yeah, very specific to this that. one but also this is like i don't know this is i i guess we'll like light spoiler spoiler warning here but i feel like the movie wasn't really focused on peter so it's weird that no, they chose to make it like oh yeah he's reeling from the loss of gamora like yeah that did happen but that wasn't that it's was like a small part it was like a secondary story yeah wow i really didn't like that one that was a very bad one i don't even know how to explain who won or lost i mean i guess i gave away a lot more than you did yeah but i mean if we're gonna well, also it didn't on... even it didn't even mention rocket yeah well it, it said like one like something about one of their team members that's true but i said, also said defend one of their friends <laughs> yeah and they said something about a mission and i said they, they go on a mission true true i guess i sure i mean you can have this one <laughs> I, I don't know i mean i'm just saying like i said mission but i did give away way more yeah i don't know that's a rough one yeah i said they went on an emergency mission to save one of their friends rocket yeah. that's what i mentioned rocket i guess i shouldn't have said that name but whatever um, um all right well yeah you you got this one then okay because you, take you talked about them going on a mission i think i just Hell said yeah. they traversed the galaxy but uh um, I mean, that would have been good but you know not not you yeah. not this one it was just a bad one Alrighty, well, I think we um, should take a break here real quick. Yeah, let's do it. And then we come back. And we're back. Hello, Whoa, hello. Crazy. <laughs> Alrighty, well, um, before we start, I, we have a special guest that has a message for us. This is the spoiler section. If you don't want the movie spoiled, don't listen. Alright, thank you, friend. I appreciate your message. <laughs> okay, well, now that we have the spoilers out of the way, we're kind of, where do you want to start? Do you want to start off of uh, Quill's depression or, or what? Because that's kind of where the movie began. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, he gets like completely blackout drunk in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And uh, so they definitely I guess that brings us in because they have um, a scene where he like completely collapses and then mm -hmm. Nebula has to carry him to his uh, to his house. Yeah. And Nebula is still the mad Nebula that we know and love. And um, I saw I saw a couple like behind the scenes clips and they like actually built like a full-sized uh like like a dummy of um of, of peter really yeah and like i don't know what they made it out of that made it because it was like 
crazy light so that uh, Karen Gillan, who plays Nebula, like could actually just carry it. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, but they, they showed that clip in um, in some of the trailers and that sort of um i guess gets me started on the the baity part because i feel like a lot of the lead up to this movie was like people talking about like who's gonna survive and even things like in the in the summary there where it said it could lead to the end of the guardians like a lot of the dialogue about this movie before it came out was making it seem like someone was gonna die and they had a right. lot of shots like that and that was one of them where like if you're watching the trailer and you see the like the guardians walking and uh peter quill is like passed out in someone else's arms like that looks like he got injured mm. but then he was just drunk but there was a lot of i feel like there was a lot of moments in this movie where they like try to make you feel like someone might die but then everyone survives the movie and it was I mean, not bad. It's not like I wanted one of the characters to die, but I feel like it was just too many fake out deaths for me. Uh, interesting. I don't know. I um, I I think it's funny because like mentioning that, oh, like it might be the end of the Avengers and you get to the end of the movie and it's like actually Avengers like low key the end of the Avengers. Guardians. It's like, oh, sorry, Guardians. <laughs> I'm thinking of this because like I think a part of it ties into like with Gamora dying. That was in the Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah. Where am I tripping? Or that was in Infinity War. Yeah, that was in Infinity War, not Endgame. What what happened in Endgame? Something happened with Endgame. I, I remember that movie. Endgame is when uh, other Gamora got brought back from a different dimension or a different oh, timeline. Oh, God. Rather. Okay. Well, never mind that then. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like it's funny they mentioned that and then like at the end it's like everyone's going their own separate way and then I don't know. It kind of like was the end of the Guardians, but I guess not really because they'll just rejoin if something crazy happens. But no, I mean, they're like, I think for now, this definitely is going to be um, like, I, I don't foresee them coming back anytime soon. I think obviously we have at the end of this movie, the new team with Rocket as the leader. And at the at the end of the credits, it said Star-Lord will return. So yeah. I don't really know what that's about. Um well, but, Star Lord, Star Lord is Quill. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I was like, I don't know where they're trying to go with like him coming back, but not with the rest of the team. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, because there was like um uh, a lot, like the obviously the entire movie. There's a uh, several times where they make it seem like Rocket's gonna die. Uh, there's a moment where Drax gets pretty badly injured. And they kind right. of make you feel like he's going to die. And then at the end, like Peter almost dies in space and like gets saved last moment. And like they really like lingered on it for a long time because there was there have been moments in the other Guardians movies where like if someone gets left out in space, they like freeze over and die. But yeah, that because I'm pretty sure that exact same thing happened in the first movie. But he just like he just got icy. But in this one, he like got icy and then his face like bulged. And I was like. Did he literally just die? Because that would have been like really graphic if we just like watched all of the blood vessels in his face burst and he just right, like... dude, true. But nope, he survived that too. So, um, I mean, do do you think it's wrong that they did all that? I think it's fine to do it 
like once but when you have like four different scenes where you are trying to make the audience think someone's gonna die and then they don't die then it just feels like that's why i'm saying like it feels like they're just trying to take um the easy route to getting emotions out of people like it feels like a a low effort kind of a way for the movie to be emotional like oh no a character you like is gonna die everyone start crying I don't know. I, I didn't cry at any of those moments. I mean, of course they were like sad, but I think with all of them, I kind of knew that nothing was going to happen from it, if that makes sense. Like they just didn't seem like good endings for the characters. And if that would have been the ending, it would have been a bad ending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm glad none of them did die, but it just like, what I what's the point of like making it seem like they're going to if they're not going to? I mean, I don't know. How, how else are they supposed to bring like thriller into the movie, you know? There are ways to make it dangerous without having like a fake death scene. Yeah, I think maybe maybe the Quill one was overdone. Like it would have been pretty cool if he like, you know, ran out, got his iPod and like jumped across space and like yeah. had to jump over these obstacles to get in. But and like, know. I'm not even mad about the rocket one because that was like the main plot of the story. Right, right, right. Everyone else adding on top of that was a little much for me. I get that. Yeah. So speaking of of rocket. He um he off the off the off the rip also seemed kind of depressed. Like what was uh, that? Yeah, about? so the the movie opens with him listening to Creep by Radiohead and it was right. like kind of a uh it kind of really puts you in the like the mind the the headspace of the like the vibes of the movie. Um because right. obviously like we know from previous films that uh rocket like part of his history is that he was experimented on even though he never really gets into specifics and we see those specifics in this movie and i think yeah we um do. yeah and i definitely um i i think that's the part that was emotional for uh most people is because i and i'm not gonna say i'm like totally love animal cruelty but <laughs> um, <Yo. laughs> but that also i don't know if like that's also just an easy way to get people on your side and like well if you re if yeah. you really want someone to be like hey we have this new bad guy and um i need everyone to not like him and so if he was like i feel like because they also they rescue some kids at the end but i feel like if his whole deal was just experimenting on people i feel like people wouldn't hate him as much but because he was experimenting on animals then people like are acting like he's the most evil person in the universe yeah i mean granted that happens in a lot of movies like you know when dogs get killed brutally no for sure for that's, sure you know and i think I've, i mean i've talked about this i'm pretty sure before but i just like that's just not that's not my um i guess my heartstring to tug on mm, like mm. i i care much more about like children getting hurt than i do animals getting hurt and so yeah, but who, like like I when mean, i'm watching a movie and a dog dies i'm like oh dang that sucks <laughs> it just like doesn't <laughs> it doesn't affect me as much damn i don't know i mean i feel like like the little baby raccoons are like like children to rocket and i think that's why to me that 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 kind of made it more impactful than just like some random animals being tested on right um and especially we see that whenever they're evacuating the ship after they they beat um the warlock the um, uh, high evolutionary is, yeah or unless are you talking about adam warlock no the high evolutionary yeah sorry yeah um because high cause uh, adam warlock is also a, another antagonist in this film uh for a while 
he's um I, we'll we'll get to adam warlock continue what you were saying yeah. i kind of forgot what i was saying now but basically like when they were evacuating the ship and you could tell a rocket like saw these little raccoons as like himself and as his kids kind of yeah. and, like took him in his arms i felt like that was kind of like a very impactful moment and i think one thing about raccoons and the way they showed the raccoons is they gave them such beautiful human eyes yeah that always like i feel like that always gets people they did make they did make all the animals really cute yeah yeah um Espe- what, was, what would you say the rabbit, was though. The, <laughs> the most emotional scene to me oh um honestly for me it was at the very end when quill like walks in on his dad and his dad like gets up and they have like that moment that did okay, it for me okay. yeah that that one was that's where i got teary-eyed i was like that is so beautiful and it's not yeah, something I, that it i always expected like, to have happen blows my mind when i mean i don't know because i don't have children and i definitely don't have adult children but i feel like whenever in movies when like someone goes home and it's been like 15 years and then their parents immediately recognize them i'm like yeah how like the last time he saw peter he was like what nine i'm like i don't know if i would recognize a 30 year old from what they looked like when they were nine well i don't know because like you know what you looked like when you were 30 and i'm sure they carried that resemblance in them right and and you having looked at yourself for that many years you kind of like look back into the past if you look at your kids now current if that makes sense yeah. like if i look at my dad's pictures of when he was my age 26 it it's quite strikingly sim- similar of That's course true. there are differences and yeah. i think the same goes for my mom like i can i looked a lot like my mom too i don't know you make some good points yeah <laughs> um yeah but that that was the, definitely the most emotional scene for me what about you uh for me it was um don't start crying it's okay (laughs) this is a safe space um when so there's a a scene where uh rocket flatlines and then there was like some really probably the best acting i've seen from chris pratt in a while when he's Mm. like frantically trying to resuscitate Resuscitate. him and like screaming and stuff that was great on its own but i feel like the scene right after that and they they finally do bring him back um because there's the whole like dream sequence where he sees all of his friends and oh, yeah um uh he, he the um he's like he's like oh can i can i come fly with you guys and lila's like yes but not yet and then like pushes well, him she back didn't say it that fast some shit happened and well, yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah yeah there was some shit but not yet. and also i thought it was funny that um it like him getting sucked back to life was in the middle of him him saying i'm not a raccoon <laughs> <laughs> true um but right after he comes back and he hugs everyone, the first thing he says when after being revived is, where's Nebula? And that made me cry because I know that those two characters have like probably the strongest relationship out of anyone on the team um, because they have probably a lot because they have a shared history of being experimented on and they know they mm-hmm. know what that's like. And so that's um, interesting. Yeah, I just thought it just really got me when he, after just barely not dying, immediately asks about Nebula because he cares about her so much. Oh, yeah. So at that point, where was Nebula? Um, I think that was when she was still on the bad guy ship because they went they went to rescue. Oh, right. They split. Right. Yeah, they, um, they went to rescue Peter and Groot. But then they jumped out of the ship 
And so they were already off the ship, but then everyone else broke into the ship to try and save them. <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiots, man. Which actually, I never saw the planet actually explode. Or did he just like destroy the surface of the planet? Yeah, I don't think they like blew up, blew up the planet, but definitely oh, okay. the entire surface got fucked. Like, Gotcha. Yeah. So how how did that evil high evolutionary mad scientist survive that long? Was was he like, I mean, I guess he was a big part robot, too, or? Well, I mean, he because it hadn't been that long. He's like, well, he said, he's, I don't know how he said old he's Rocket wiped. Is. He said he's wiped planets before. Yeah, but he, we also see out. there's a machine where um, he can like within seconds create oh. uh, like a bunch of people. So I imagine it's just like he blows it up and then like within a week he's got enough people to refill the planet. God. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, true. So what what did you think about him as a character? How did he do? Um, I thought, I mean, the performance was pretty good. I... I gonna take a stab at his name but um it's chukwudi iwuji that's mm -hmm. probably very wrong but um i think i think performance wise he did a good job i just think maybe there was um the writing for his character maybe was a little weak because it just felt <laughs> like he didn't really have uh i don't know he didn't really have a depth to him it was just like I want to create a perfect species and that's it. Yeah. I mean, he did have like a lot of emotions going around, you know, with Rocket having torn up his face and with him like really showing emotion when Rocket figured out what the problem was with his eugenics experiment machine. And then, yeah, no, I, 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 I think the, the actor put a lot of emotion into it. I, I oh. just think the, as far as motivation goes, uh, I didn't really see any reasoning for his actions beyond being a mad scientist. Like he was uh, doing true. it just to do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't get much of his past of why he's doing what he's doing. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what you're getting at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the character development for him really wasn't there. It was just flat out. This is what he's done. That's why he's bad. Right. And he's still doing it. So be mad at him. <laughs> right. Um, I do think the, um, hmm. at the, at the end, I will say when, uh, when they finally beat him, first of all, kind of nasty when they pulled his face off. Oh, yeah, true. I'm surprised they actually showed that though. Like that's probably one of the most graphic things I've seen in, in, I, I in all three of their movies, right? Cause like you saw like tendons you saw his his jaw and his mouth all fucked up you saw his teeth go all the way back and then his eye sockets were fucked up too yeah um i will say and that's another interesting thing is i feel like because james gunn the director he used to do a lot of horror movies mm. and um he's like really into like blood and guts and stuff and if, if you saw his uh um his suicide squad movie the most recent one yeah 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 uh like there's a lot of blood in that movie as well right and that one was rated r but obviously we haven't we haven't had a rated r marvel movie yet but he is very smart in figuring out ways to work around that because there's even and i think all of the action sequences were really good in this but there's one scene towards the end um where they're like in a hallway fighting all of these weird like half animal half robot things and if you like 
pay attention to what they're doing. Like all of that stuff is really gruesome, but they get away with it because like none of those creatures have like blood in them. It's just like, (laughs) like all of their blood is like this weird yellow liquid instead of being red and somehow being a different color makes it okay to show on screen. Right, right, right. It's not as triggering. Yeah. But they were like literally like tearing people in half and it was like splattering all over the place. And I was like, damn, this is wild that like they can have this in this movie <laughs> sorry what were you saying um I, w- I was just saying it's interesting because like the the point where the raccoon or rocket at the at the time uh, when he was still young almost escaped the, the cage and then his friends escaped but then they were shot down basically right yeah and he shot the people like it's interesting that they showed like the the friends being shot down with the bullet holes but there's like no blood right uh-huh. and i think again that's that's kind of pulling back well, yeah, and that's another thing because uh, there's a, also a, a scene where um, uh, Star Lord and Groot just like murder a whole room full of people, and there's like not very much blood in that scene either. True. Yeah, I forgot about that completely. I mean, granted, those guys may have been robotic people, uh, maybe. I don't know. But uh, who knows? I, I did think though that the creatures that they 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 showed, like the the rabbit with the spider legs, and then the yeah. the walrus with the big wheelchair legs, and then yeah, um, the otter with what did the otter have? Robot arms. Robot arms and like robotic eyes or something like that, and then the evil creatures which he used as like bodyguards, which like one of them was like a pig or something like that, or a boar. Yeah, yeah. and they made that guy like unbelievably tough and crazy looking but yeah i don't know i I thought i thought the creativity there was pretty cool to watch to see Mm -hmm. um and i also it it also brings me to a different point is because um uh, i guess going back to what i was saying earlier when they when they beat the high evolutionary um rocket for some reason decides not to kill him and i don't even remember who it was but one of the even one of the other characters even asks why and he says because i'm a guardian of the galaxy and that was like really confusing for me because i'm like i feel like this happens a lot in movies where um they'll like beat the the big bad guy and then they are like i'm not gonna kill you because i'm a good guy but then throughout the entire rest of the movie they're like capping motherfuckers left and right <laughs> True. i'm like so you obviously don't have a problem with killing because you've killed at least 50 people on the way here but for so some reason far. you're gonna choose yeah. not to kill this guy <laughs> he's like the worst one <laughs> that's true i didn't think of that yeah what what is that about dude <laughs> hold up wait a minute yeah they did, definitely should have gotten rid of him i feel like but i feel like i'm sure he did die because he, his whole yeah. ship exploded That's but what I was it was just say. a little silly that rocket didn't just shoot him in the face <laughs> yeah i feel like that would have been like a good ending but maybe if like kids are watching that that's kind of like one of those moral things like you don't want to kill your enemy just because they're bad yeah but that's what i'm saying like they already do kill all their other enemies it's just yeah, the big they, enemy they for some less. reason like that, that's something that like just kind of like goes right over your head you know if you're a kid watching it Versus yeah, like maybe. this one big guy who's been like the problem child the whole time. Well, I definitely don't think. I mean, this is probably the most, um, I guess, the the most adult uh, of at least the Guardians movies, if not the whole MCU. Like, I feel like most of them are pretty safe for like little, little children. But like, I don't know, this would be really rough for a kid. There's some like pretty gross looking stuff. And especially like all of the like the 
the otter getting shot and the mm, yeah. like there are scenes where they they don't get too graphic with it but like showing uh rocket getting experimented on that i don't was, know i feel like that's some, that was rough that's some intense stuff for like a child child i agree and also seeing like kids in like the cages yeah. is also a little bit weird for anyone like under maybe 14 or 15 um I also so, thought it was strange. So, you know, usually uh, Star-Lord has his, like, uh, space mask thing that he just, like, presses a button on the side of his head and it, like, covers his face. Uh-huh. Yeah, he true. Yeah. Apparently didn't have that, and I don't know why, because I feel like that that w- was another thing that I, like, while I was watching it, when he, uh, when he gets stuck out in space and he, like, starts to freeze over, I'm like, where's his mask, though? Yeah, true. That's how he usually you, does it. Like in the other movies, there have been times where he can just jump through space with his mask on. And I'm like, where's yeah. your mask now, bro? <laughs> Wear it at, though. Wear it at, though. <laughs> yeah, good point. I don't know. Huh. Um, What do you think of Adam Warlock? I thought that he's definitely not what I was expecting, but I also I think think there's a lot of potential there i think i'm really hoping to see more of him in the future um and i'd like to see him become i guess more like his comic book counterpart because in in the comics adam warlock is like probably one of the strongest like terrestrial characters not terrestrial like he's from earth but like other than actual gods adam warlock is probably the strongest character he's in the comics could easily defeat thanos like he's that strong Mm. how do you think he got his powers i I don't know that part um i don't fully remember his origin story i think he was like he was created by he was created by some guy and then or not even like one guy i think it was like some like some alien race created him um and then like literally the second that he was like quote unquote born obviously he didn't like come out as a baby and grow up but the second he gained consciousness he immediately recognized that the people that created him were bad guys and he was like nah fuck you and just like flew off (laughs) really yeah interesting huh yeah i think he was a i think he was a pretty funny character he was like super powerful but like also kind of a fucking idiot you know like yeah and i didn't like i didn't really (laughs) like that i wanted him to be more of a presence i don't know man i think i i I don't know i I thought it was it was funny yeah um but i just like uh it just like i said it just wasn't was that what i was expecting but i think i think that uh this version of the character can work and I'm excited to see more of him. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, who I definitely am not like I was much less happy about is how much of an idiot they made Drax. And I was thinking about this <laughs> the other day. And because I don't like in the, they did it in the second one, too. And it's like and Dave Batista, amazing with comedy, like he makes mm-hmm. those jokes work. Um, but like the silly little things were like in the second one, he was like. I've gained the ability to stand so still that I become invisible. And then everyone's yeah. like, we can still, we can see, still you. see you. <laughs> and it's like, things like that are like, they literally make him stupid. But if you go back to the first movie, like he's, he's not stupid in that movie. The only thing is that his species or his culture, um, they like, don't understand metaphors. Yeah. And so like, he had one here you, this time too, right? Um, what do you mean? 
he had one of those metaphor runs here too when he was trying to apologize and she told him exactly what to say and, and, and um quill was like huh that was actually not bad but i didn't know that you could talk in metaphors she's like what i know everything about metaphors and then he kind oh, of yeah, went yeah, overboard yeah. yeah yeah but like in the in the first movie like he doesn't understand metaphors and so that leads to some funny misunderstandings but other yeah. than that he's he's not stupid in the first movie he's like a smart father who is just angry because he his daughter was murdered by thanos <laughs> yeah 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 and i feel like in the second and third movies they turn him into this fool and i don't i'm not the biggest fan of it mm, that's um, true and i know i know uh dave batista is also not the biggest fan of it i think he uh, he because he's i was reading a quote the other day and he said he does he likes drax and he loves like he's happy with the with the guardian series and loved working on it loved working with everyone else in the series yeah. um but he said he doesn't want like he doesn't want drax to be what people know him for and so he really is trying what, to what does that like, mean? like he doesn't want like like uh uh when someone's like oh who is david batista and you're like oh he plays drax kind of a thing oh i see what you're saying like he doesn't want that to be his like number one like what people think about when they think about his acting career and so he's been doing and i think i mentioned this before but he is like a really good dramatic actor and he uh i don't know what what other episode were we oh yeah on the freaking um uh knock at the cabin he did a good job in that he did a good job in the in blade runner he did a good job in mm. dune like he does more serious roles and he always kills it and he's um i think there's nothing wrong with being a comedic actor but i feel like he's just looking to be uh taken a bit more seriously yeah yeah it's funny we, we've been like watching a lot of movies with him in it <laughs> yeah just noticed like there are actually a lot that we've watched um but yeah i think i mean he's he's been doing a good job but yeah i i would 100 wish that they would start taking him a little bit more serious granted like this movie wasn't about him really it was about rocket for sure for sure. um but maybe at one point they'll make it about him and he'll be you know a, a character with more than just a, a dummy kind of feel um how did you feel about uh cosmo cosmo um the the russian space dog yeah i didn't really care for it quite honestly like <laughs> I, it, it felt kind of dumb that, that's really all i can say i think that one part where the dog was holding the two ships together and was focusing really hard it was just too much for me honestly it was like i get that it can be cute but meh you know interesting what about you i i thought she was great i think uh oh. <laughs> I I liked the whole the, the like back and forth with her and Craglin or Craglin Craglin I don't know how to pronounce his name exactly but uh he like refuses to take back that he called her a bad dog um and just like it's just like super cool that there's a a dog out there with telekinetic powers and they don't give it any explanation <laughs> it's just like yeah the, the Russians a long time ago sent a dog into space and then now it's like can talk and has telekinesis and that's just all the information that you get yeah that's i don't know i i didn't i don't pro, probably that was probably my least favorite character in this whole movie interesting I, I think it was just like overdone i think it was like funny here and there where the dog was like take back that you called me a bad dog but nah. 
and uh the the voice actor for cosmo um also played um borat's daughter in oh no in way. Borat 2. <gasps> no way i didn't know that okay yeah that's funny so that's who that is borat 2 was a great movie <laughs> super cringe but you know um i think i am also going back a little bit to uh to adam i feel like i don't like that the sovereign were created by the high evolutionary like i think i i understand because it's like you don't want to have two completely separate bad guys um because that like can muddle the story a little bit Mm -hmm. but um i don't know it just feels like a weird kind of a retcon what is a retcon Um, uh retroactive continuity is what it's short for it's like uh changing something that happened before to make it make sense with what's happening now oh and they do that in some movies i guess they do that in a lot of movies oh we love that (laughs) (laughs) um but it is like i i just i think it would i think it was interesting that there was just this alien race out there that for some reason are like way more about looks than intelligence but like they also like they weren't dumb like they had the because remember in the second movie they had those cool they had like a really powerful army and all of their ships were like drones and so Mm -hmm. i was like that's really smart actually like not putting any of any of your soldiers in danger you just like have them all like at their home base with like a little fake uh like a little fake driving seat and they're just like driving these actual yeah, war yeah. machines out in the galaxy. Yeah. I remember um, that. and yeah, and I'm just like, I don't I thought that as a uh as a fictional species that was really interesting. And like not that I needed to see a whole bunch more of them, but I just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that this movie starts and they're like the high evolutionary is like, I created you guys as an experiment, but I don't really care about you guys and blah blah uh. blah. And just like because there wasn't another thing and to give you another example of a retcon because this is what it reminded me of is in the uh in the specter movie for james bond there's a moment where uh james bond is like walking through like a like a basement or something like that and um the bad guy in that movie is like talking to him over the speakers and as he's walking through the basement there are a bunch of pictures on the wall of bad guys from the previous from the previous like four james bond movies no way and while he's looking at all the pictures the bad guy on the speaker is like yeah you remember all of those bad guys all of them worked for me i'm the real bad guy (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) it's just like come on oh gosh i I mean i can definitely see that being a, a thing especially in these movies yeah and so i just like i don't i don't like when uh, like they're like oh here's a a bad guy but actually this is a bigger bad guy <laughs> i mean dude you always got to face a bigger boss you know like you don't want to fight yeah, a big you can, boss you can make like it a little... a, you can make it a bigger boss without making the bosses connected somehow that, that's very true yeah that is very true so yeah that was also just something that i wasn't a huge fan of mm. Yeah, you definitely notice a lot more of those things. I I watched the movie just to have a good time, and I did. Although, like, I got teary-eyed here and there. But, yeah. Oh, one thing that we haven't mentioned yet. This is the first Marvel movie uh, to uh, have a fuck in it. I noticed that, and I was very confused. I was like, do they usually do that? No, No, right? This is the first one. So, why? 
I think just because. <laughs> just because they're like, fuck. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and I like that. I mean, I definitely there are, because obviously, like we've talked about before with, with uh, PG-13 movies, the rule of thumb is that you get one fuck and it has to be like a, um, it has to be like a insult kind of a fuck, not like a sex kind of a fuck. Like if you're talking, if you're talking right. about fucking, you can't, you can't say that even once for a PG-13. But uh, in this one, they just like throw it into a joke and just like gl- completely gloss over it, which I feel like makes it funnier where um, they're like trying to drive to the ship and Nebula's having trouble with the lock. And... <laughs> She's like, what do I do next? And uh, Peter just says, open the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. I can't believe she's being like such a smart thing. Doesn't understand that you push the button by the door handle <laughs> of, to get this car door open. I don't know if, you know, if people don't remember that part, but it was when they were on Earth 2 mirrored Earth 2.0 or whatever. Uh, counter Earth. Counter Earth. Yeah. And they were trying to take the lady's car. But the, the there were like some old old school doors. <laughs> yeah, it was like the whole world was like in the like in the seventies or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool to think about. Like that, like sure, yeah, we're in twenty twenty three, but there might be a world that's kind of like ours, where they're like in eighteen twenty three. What sure. our eighteen twenty three was like, you know, that's so yeah. cool, so cool to think about. Um, I will say there was another. I I appreciated the joke because I think it is. Um, not what you would expect from i feel like usually when uh when a movie like tries to put their one fuck in there they always put it in like a dramatic scene um and so having it in a joke was just like kind of uh unexpected which added to the hilarity of it but there yeah. was an, another scene where i think gamora was like yelling at at everyone and uh, at the end of it she says screw you and i don't know what it is but screw you feels like the most non-serious thing to say to people (laughs) every time i hear someone say screw you i'm like why wouldn't you just say fuck you like it feels wrong to say screw you (laughs) i don't know it's like it's like um a thing that christians usually uh, when they're small learn to say like screw you versus fuck you yeah but like like my buddy always said screw (laughs) you and i was like dude please just say fuck you like i don't care and now yeah. he obviously says fuck you but like back in the day he always said screw you or um i don't know like these other words that were you like you said you might as well just say the real thing it's like yeah because so i just like it. i feel like i i don't know if someone said screw you to me it just like wouldn't offend me at all like that's such a non-strong yeah. word you'd be taken aback you'd be like huh wait <laughs> say that again please <laughs> wait, and so when time. gamora said it i was like come on <laughs> yeah yeah i can see that i honestly like I don't have any more pointers. I don't remember all these things that happened in the movie. There was just so much. There was a lot. There was a lot going on. Um, um, what did you think about like the flashbacks? I I thought that they were sweet. Um, I definitely like I didn't I guess I didn't expect them all to die, but I knew that something bad was going to happen because obviously we haven't seen any right. of those characters up to this point. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of sad that all all four of them died, or all three of them died. I I kind of wanted maybe one of them to have been left over. Yeah, I guess what we, uh, what like, I was thinking out. is I thought that I thought Teefs and Floor were gonna die. I thought somehow 
Rocket and Lila were going to escape and then get separated some other way. And so mm. I, th- I thought it was going to be like some sort of setup where it's like, well, Lila's out there somewhere and now Rocket has like a personal mission to go and try and find her or something like that. But right, now she, she got she shot was down. The first one that died. Yeah. 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 And I, you could really see the, the pain in his eyes too. Like when he went crazy and like just tore the um, um, high evolutionary's face up. Like, yeah. You could tell there's pain and like that scream and all that stuff. I like mm-hmm. how they, they made Raccoon like his character act and like his facial expressions. I'd, I'd enjoyed all of it. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I do like and I'm I guess I don't know. We, obviously, we, we talked about it in the beginning, but I, I get OK. So I'll say it like this. How do you feel about the the new team that we get at the end with Rocket as the captain? Um, I don't really care. Honestly, I don't think I'm I'm like invested enough in these people and in the team to really have an opinion about that. I think Rocket was always kind of like a leader. He was always the person in the group that had like the ideas versus Quill. He was just kind of an idiot and went for it and hoped for the best. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with that. But I, I think that Rocket um, teamed up with Gamora. Wait, no, not Gamora. Um, Shit. Uh, Nebula. Rocket teamed up with Nebula. On the planet i think that would be that, that's a, a good team yeah. leader leader wise um yeah so everyone everyone kind of has like a like a peaceful send-off uh like you mentioned earlier um uh, peter quill goes back to earth and meets up with his dad um drax stays on nowhere to raise all of the children that they saved um mm-hmm. nebula also stayed on nowhere but i think she was just like trying to keep things running she just like wanted to hang out in the city and figure that shit out yeah and like build a community um mantis said she just needed time to find herself because obviously like since which makes sense because since uh she said it too since they left uh, uh ego since they beat ego she like hasn't really had any time to herself it's been like she was with ego and then ego got killed and then she was with the guardians and it's like mm-hmm. she has never really had time to find like, herself or have fun yeah, by herself and live or by like herself recognize what it's like to not be uh, uh serving someone else right right yeah i don't really care for her as a character quite honestly i think i don't know she's just kind of weak to me um i think she also maybe gets played for more jokes than necessary Mm. um like the whole thing with the the giant alien octopus things oh yeah that i that that wasn't funny to me (laughs) no no um but i she called them like dogs like yeah but like as far as um as far as like actual raw strength i do think that her ability to mess with people's minds is an incredibly powerful one like no yeah no no i i agree with that her her power is great but i think her as like i don't know you she mean just like, like her character isn't as strong right right yeah i would agree with that i think and i think it's because like 70 percent of the scenes with her in it just like she's she's always just played for a laugh and yeah, yeah. um I, I just i know that more can be done with her character okay maybe she'll be used in the future maybe like a surprise um, weapon no one knows what she's capable of and then obviously gamora goes back with her ravagers which makes sense mm-hmm. because she's like even they talk about it throughout the movie and it's like hey 
I know that that other Gamora had a thing with you, but I'm not her and I have my own family. And so it makes sense that at the end she like goes back and she's like happy being with those with other, other ones. Yeah. yeah. Do you think she's ever going to come around and like kind of like him again? Because you kind of saw something I, in that atmosphere. I of think like, it's more of like a uh, like she she can probably see why the other version of herself fell for him. But I don't know if it's ever going to happen, happen for them for, for uh, them. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Live and live and move on when things like that. Um, happen. Am I missing anyone? I mean, obviously, Rocket and Groot stay with the team because Groot doesn't go anywhere without Rocket. Right. Um. And so, but he's like at the end of the movie, he's like literally like twenty feet tall. He's massive, he's dude. Ginormous. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that in another movie where you were saying that he's a lot smaller than he was prior to, and now this movie, he's like two different sizes completely, yeah, or three even. He's fucking buff too. Yeah. Even when like before he gets big, he's like thick. Right. Um. And then there's so there's Rocket, Groot, Adam Warlock, um. And then, like one of the one of the children that they rescued, I think, is on the team. Wait, really? Am I remembering that correctly? I don't think so. Who else is on the team? I'm pretty sure there's like a, a little girl with like she's got like her eyes glow purple or something like or something like that. Wasn't that I don't know. in the prior movie? Wait, wasn't that a totally different movie? No, hold on, let me look it up real quick. Um, okay, so the the updated members are Rocket groot craglin who has the uh the little whistle arrow yeah uh adam warlock cosmo the russian space dog and phyla <laughs> who is one of the high evolutionary test subjects so yeah there's a one of one of the children is on the team now oh i didn't know that what interesting okay hmm. yeah i'm not a fan of this dog quite honestly <laughs> i don't know why you're so against cosmo <laughs> i don't know he, he just he just doesn't fit <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me <laughs> um but yeah i think oh one other thing that really fucking threw me off is at the end uh when they're all saying goodbye uh Groot says i love you guys yeah, and yeah i was like what the fuck but apparently james gunn uh explained on twitter that um the reason that everyone just like treats it normally and doesn't also say what the fuck is because he actually still said i am groot but the idea is that oh that we understood uh, him the yeah the audience understands him now. oh interesting <laughs> huh i mean he could have made it like sound a little bit differently like as if like you're i don't know because he just made it sound like like i'm i love you versus like i am groot but like they could have added like an echo to it to make the audience like realize like oh we understand for some reason yeah i don't, I don't know man <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that, that, that kind of threw me, really too, but... threw me off <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I'm all out of things to say. To all right, about. well, I think we went through uh, pretty yeah, much. I of think it. I am too. I I guess going out of this movie, my two biggest things are uh, I'm curious to see what happens with the the legendary Star Lord will return. Mm, yeah, um, I want to see what's going to happen with that, and I also really would like to see uh, more of Adam Warlock. Yeah, he that that kid has a lot of potential. Yeah, um, it's like even for just being kind of an idiot, definitely has potential. I, I want to see him grow into not being an idiot because mm. I think as like a normal because 
first of all, just because I'm done with idiot characters. We've talked about it several times, but there are like three of the guardians that just like get treated like they're dumbasses, and I just don't want that anymore. Um, I think it's okay every once in a while to have someone be a little stupid, but it's it's it was a little too much in this movie for me. Mm, yeah, I feel that. Um, but I'd like I'd like to have Adam Warlock as a uh, a like a serious strong character and i think that he can be okay okay well maybe maybe that'll come to fruition uh here in the next movie whenever that may be do we have any idea of like when their next you know try is gonna happen no idea because uh james gunn uh is now the ceo of dc and so oh shit he's got he's all got a lot. sorts of yeah <laughs> he's got a lot of responsibilities at dc now so and i don't think anyone is necessarily like excited to do another guardians movie without him mm. so i'd say it's it's probably going to be at least a decade really get another pr- like proper guardian movie no um, way and I, I just i i don't know man why that long a decade that's crazy that's like grand theft auto 6 well i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah grand theft auto 5 has been out for over a decade too yeah. so when when they release grand theft auto 6 then they'll release a new guardians <laughs> yeah what was the what was the time span between um like the, the guardian movies uh first one came out in 2014 okay second one was yeah that's like all three of them in in less than 10 years span that's crazy the other one was hold on 2017 so it's been six years since the second one yeah damn that's nutty all right well i guess we'll have to see and wait and see when the next one happens yeah um well with that said i believe it is time for us to get into some trivia let's do it um speaking of the six year gap uh between this movie and the last guardians uh our first trivia here is that this is the longest gap between uh a marvel film and its sequel wow it it like this one was or it's going to be no it it was like the the six-year gap between volume two and volume three is the longest that there has been between a marvel movie and its sequel interesting okay i think then the next longest one was uh the the gap between the first doctor strange and multiverse of madness which i believe was five years and six months damn do you think they were making the movies in in that time or just there was like a gap i think they just there's because obviously everything is all like interconnected and stuff and like doctor strange was in other movies so it's not like he was completely gone Uh, the same with the guardians like they showed up in they were also in endgame and they were briefly in uh thor love and thunder like Mm -hmm. they were around but as far as like one guardians of the galaxy movie and the next guardians of the galaxy movie, yeah 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 very cool uh next piece of trivia here uh this film set the record for the most makeup appliances used in a single film having more than twenty three thousand prosthetics used across more than a thousand actors what a thousand actors where probably just like background people most of bro it. that is insane they should learn something from john wick where they use like what 23 people how many times over and over, and over, and over, and over. again <laughs> yeah wow that's insane um, Twenty three thousand prosthetics yeah that's what? wild that's crazy i mean i guess it makes sense because like 
um, different planets and all those yeah. people that we saw on the other planet. But still, that's well, crazy. And I can imagine. I can imagine that's probably another reason why um, I don't anticipate seeing many of these characters anytime soon. Because even like with our main guardians, like the amount of time it must take for uh, a, a little bit with Gamora, but I feel like Gamora's on the light end, honestly, because hers is mostly like paint with like a little bit on her face. But especially for like for Nebula and for Drax, those two probably have to be in makeup for oh my god like yeah. fucking hours yeah i don't know how anyone would be able to go through that That's and to like crazy. sit in a chair for like six plus hours and then immediately have to go act like yeah. i'd be so fucking tired i can't like I props to me all either. of them yeah but i can definitely see them being like not wanting to do that for a while <laughs> yeah 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 um all right, next piece of trivia here. When Peter Quill returns home, it is reveal- revealed that his grandfather's name is Jason, which is a nod to Peter Quill's father in the comic books, King Jason of Spartax. Oh, cool. Uh, Never so, seen yeah, the comic the, books, but that's dope. Yeah, in the, in the comics, uh, Peter's dad is an alien. <laughs> Wait, what? Which I guess he is here too, but here his, uh, his dad's ego in the movies. Wait, he was an alien? Yeah. Spartax is a planet, and uh, Peter's dad in the comics is the king of that planet. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Know that. Um, and last piece of trivia, Lila, Rocket's fellow test subject, was actually previously mentioned in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 as one of Rocket's known associates. At what point, though? When they were being scanned by the, the Nova Corps, and they're like going oh. through a- after they get arrested. They're like scanning each person and you see like a little blurb of info come up and it's like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is so-and-so from this planet and aliases and associates. And on Rockets, uh, it showed Groot and Lila as his associates. Very cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. Which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because like how how would anyone know her name? (laughs) Yeah, true. I, dude, honestly, like, I would never, ever put all this shit together. There's no way. Like, I don't know who who's thinking of, like, all these connections, but that's crazy. Um, Yeah, it's just people that are... Um, I'm sure someone, after watching the first movie, like, kept track of that, and they were like, oh, yeah, Um, it says Groot and Lila. I wonder if Lila's ever going to come up, and then they saw this one, they're like, oh, shit. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Some people have way too much time was. on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like their job to keep track of that shit. I don't know. Could also be, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for trivia. Hell yeah, that was good. That was good. A lot of the stuff, like the trivia this time, I would never have known. Like, pff, over my head. Uh, which means it is time for us to get wrecked. And uh, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, my recommendation for this week is going to be uh, recently the second season of star wars visions came out on disney plus mm-hmm. uh star wars visions is a an anthology series so what they do is they each episode is created by a different animation studio and they just like give them like pretty much free reign to just tell whatever story they want to tell within the star wars universe oh interesting and so it's like all of these fun like independent stories and Obviously, because they're all different animation studios, each episode looks different, too, which is really fun. Interesting. Wait, so like, what is it on? What did you say it was on? On Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Okay. 
and how are they have you watched a few I've of them watched i guess two of them so far in the in the second season i watched the whole first season and i, yeah. I liked all of those um well i liked most of those but i've watched two in the second season so far and i, th- I thought they've they've been good so far awesome that's pretty good then yeah good wreck for those that have the disney plus platform um my recommendation is a food and it is called it is an organic everything bagel chips they're called organic everything bagel chips and they are so freaking good they have basically you can like use them to like uh, to dip into cheeses or into dips or a salad topper but like man they have like it's like a garlicky taste with like i don't know how to describe it like dried bread but so delicious it's like a snack for me i just kind of eat one here and there and they're quite oily i think because like there's olive oil in it I, th- I believe but so worth um buying it and i got it at costco but i'm sure you can get it at other places too interesting yeah cool so for our audience uh i would just like to let everyone know please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review tell your friends and family about us follow us on twitter and instagram at cashfanpod if you want to send us a message, you can do so on either of those platforms, or you can send an email to casualfanaticpodcast at gmail.com. Links for all of those will be in the description. And Luca, could you tell them what kind of message they can send us? Yeah, of course. Honestly, anything. Um, if you've listened to the podcast and you and you like um, what we're talking about, or if you have any suggestions of what you want us to talk about, movies, shows, whatever, and if you want to send us some links um, of things that you'd like us to check out and maybe review, let us know. Um, also, if you have good suggestions of like like we just did with foods or um, with different shows that you could watch that are good, let us know of that too. Yeah. Or if there are things how, that you think we could approve on in the podcast, we'd definitely like to hear that. And um, yeah, go from there. And for uh, our proactive listeners, if anyone wants to get prepared for the next episode, next week we are going to be talking about the movie Hook. Hook. All right. Uh, it has a uh, Robin Williams in it. It uh, is actually a uh, also a, a suggestion from one of our listeners uh, named Nicole. All who right. Sent us a sent us a message on Instagram asking if we could do uh, one of her favorite movies for her birthday. Uh, I I won't say her birthday for you know privacy reasons just because I'm not trying to put people's personal information out there yeah um but by the time this uh by the time this episode comes out and definitely by the time the hook episode comes out uh her birthday will have already passed but nicole the next one's for you (laughs) hell yeah we're gonna review the mess out of that movie (laughs) sounds good all right then this has been casual fanatic thanks for listening thanks for listening (laughs) 